every day I will think about polar bears and just no doubt about him. It, it, maybe someday I won't, but and I don't. That's probably part of the healing process. Could be part of a PTSD process, which I don't think I have. If I do, it's certainly nothing intrusive and nothing that affects my life. But you cannot help but think about the bear. Um, when some, you know, something like that happens, it's just it becomes uh, a real focal or some, you know, just this huge memory of uh, not necessarily bad, really. Just uh, um, when you when you are so 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 close to dying. I mean, it, it, to a point where. Um, in my mind, I was quite sure I was going to die there. In fact, I had no doubt I was going to die. Um, and then not to. Certainly, I'm glad that I didn't. Um, but uh, getting to that point, and, and someone was asking me about it not long ago. Actually, the woman who was working on my tattoos. And uh, she said, you know, did you... Uh, see, you know, did you, any of your ancestors come to you or anything like that? And it wasn't. It was just me and this bear. Um, and that, and we, at that point, um, that's all that was in the world. Um, for me, it's just me and this bear. And, uh, and, uh, uh, so, I mean, that, that does, that has affected me just enough, you know, still mulling all that stuff over, I guess. It was July, end of July, I think July 24th, 2013, I was in the Torngat Mountain National Park in uh, Labrador. Atlantic Canada, Eastern Canada, way, way up at the, the tip of the uh, Labrador Peninsula. It's actually, it's not actually in the Arctic, but it has a an Arctic cl uh, climate. You know, it's, it's tundra, there's no trees. Um, and, uh, and that's where I was. I had gone on a trip with uh, the Sierra Club. They, they run these trips. Uh, and I had read about it, and I'm a member of the Sierra Club, have been for years, support them. And, uh, um, and it was called, the trip was called something like Spirits and Polar Bears or something, and, and the Torngat Park, or what is that area, um, it's a recent pack, but the, it was made between, you know, a, a deal between the Canadian government and the Inuit people up there because it was a, a, a land that was sacred to them. And so uh, they worked to get it preserved. Um, so I read about this and I thought, geez, you know, limited Maine, Labrador is not too far away. Um, and as the crow flies, it really isn't. Um, so. Uh, that, that's how I wound up up there. Um, but that night, 24th, I was in my tent, little one-man tent, sleep. And uh, we had an electric fence we set up. We knew there was a good chance we'd see polar bears up there, but we didn't. 
Kept me 
we we lay I laid there on that beach for hours because it was we it's very remote country um, and the weather was foul they couldn't get a, a you know we had a satellite radio for to get if there was an emergency um, but it took I think six or seven hours before they were able to get me out of there so it was a long night. A long, long night. It, uh, it's good to be here. I have uh, 
you know, you think you're smarter than everyone else. And I, I have done, I've represented people in, in uh, mental institutions that don't want to take their medication for whatever reason. These tough, very psychotic people. And my job is to see that they didn't have to take this medicine. And I most always lost, and I probably should have. But when I was in that position, I can remember trying to explain to these people that I was competent and I wanted to leave. And uh, of course I got nowhere because I wasn't competent, even though I thought I was in my own mind. Um, and that's why I'd get very angry. And, uh, feel I so I was I'd have this lawyer in me wanting to struggle for my rights but I was completely skewed very <laughs> it's been a great lesson for me dealing with mentally ill people which I do a fair amount it's part of my work it gave me great insight uh, when people how hurt they are when they're in my office telling me that the government has put implants in their heads and get that a lot. I use, I do not look at that and I do not relate to those people the same way now um, because I know that for them it is very, very real and it's very terrifying. It, it may be, it may be that what they see is um, an alternate reality, but right, we are, as a society are not equipped to uh, have any kind of meaningful communication with with uh, people that are walking that that road. Christianity, prior to the Moravians, those were the people that converted the Inuit up there, uh, some kind of a Protestant sect from Central Europe somewhere, but, uh, and that, that's how they refer to, to the people who converted them, the Moravians. Prior to that, they did have a, a shaman-based religion, um, but they, I, it seems like they've forgotten uh, just uh, how it worked. Um, at least the people I talked to, because I asked around, you know, because I'm interested, obviously, in this stuff. Uh, I was involved in uh, the, he the heathen uh, heathenry for a while, and reconstructionism is very important. So I was wondering, you know, these folks, if they ever thought about that. Didn't seem to be a whole lot of interest, but they knew about uh, that there were old ways of shamanistic. And they, um, again, at least according to my research on the internet, um, 
uh, held the polar bear in, in high regard. They thought he was a man who put on the skins of the bear and could take them off again. Um, and so kind of shifting between these two worlds, the animal world and the, and the world of humanity. And apparently you skin out a bear and it looks like a person. The, the uh, and I think that that's pretty powerful. A big person. A big person. <laughs> but, um, so they'd, uh, uh, I went to an island there, they, where I was on an island where they, um, they brought their dead uh, and buried. They don't really bury them because of the permafrost and everything, but they lay them in the ground and, and pile rocks up over them. So I went out. It was in Sagalek Fjord. Very powerful place to be. And uh, I was talking to one of the guys. He, he was been to university and everything. He's a employed by Pax Canada, but uh, he's a, a, a native Inuit. He discovered that uh, uh, some anthropologist had gone up there and raided those graves, graves of his ancestors, and took the skulls, and they were scattered all over universities in Canada. Um, and he got them back. He, he got them back, and they reinterred the bones, because they didn't know who belonged to who, you know. So they had to think this through. Like, what do we do with the bones of our ancestors? And these would have been people who died before the Moravians came. So they, uh, they I have pictures of it. They built a kind of a big cairn, cairn, whatever. And, uh, and they had, he worked with young people, young Inuits, and they, uh, they created some kind of a ceremony to uh, uh, return these these uh, people, the remains of these people, back to the sacred island, beautiful island, and you could see why those people chose it to be a burial ground for them. With the right, you look out and you see the open ocean, but then you look back one way and you see the mountains. Um, a real meeting place between the land and the sea. That was, that was uh, one of the highlights of my trip going back, was going out there, I can tell you that. Mm. I, uh, and I don't have any training in any tradition of But I did get nearly killed and by a large animal. Um, and uh, I guess <laughs> the message I would bring back, and it may have been the same message I would have had had I not been hurt or if I'd never gone, um, is um, we are space between you and I and the bear, the dog, uh, the hawk, um, and 
think it's important to have this brotherhood and sisterhood um, and, and also realize that, that life and death are so much a part of each other that, that we eat things, bears eat things, we eat things, dogs eat things, birds eat things. We convert life to life in this just uh, absolutely amazing uh, cycle, this, this dance that we're all, and it's been going on and on and on from the, t the time that the stars were born. And I think it's very, it's very humbling, and, but it's also very comforting to me to know that you, you know, maybe there is no great role for one. You just, just living and being able to experience the life that we have and knowing that it's transitory, but don't freak out about that because it has, it is continuing to go on forever. And, uh, and it's just amazing. It's terrible, terrible, I mean, I'm a boy, uh, there's terrible justice in the world, there's terrible suffering, there's great joy, and you just can't have one without the other. And uh, so, I guess what I, if I came back, my, <laughs> My message is just don't freaking worry too much. <laughs> That's what it would be, I think. <laughs>